Hey, hey, Aaron Kelly, CEO and co-founder of Member Vault here. So um, I am sitting in my car on a Saturday morning and I have my coffee and I have about 10 minutes um, to be able to do this before I have to go back inside and wrangle some kids. Um, but I saw this conversation happening in the collaborative user community over on Facebook this morning. And it's such a good question that I was like, I need to do a podcast really quickly for it um, before, before I forget um, or get distracted by other things. So the, the specific use case that was being talked about in the collaborative this morning was if someone cancels um, from my membership, should I delete them? And so some people were like, yes. And other people were like, ah, I don't know. And, you know, Katrina from Team MV like chimed in and she was like, we don't recommend doing that because, um, you know, if you delete them, they lose all of their, you lose all their user data um, and, and they basically, you know, they don't have access to anything anymore. Um, and that is true, right? So that's like the, the very clean cut fact um, is that we don't recommend doing that because of this. But here's the strategy behind why we don't recommend that. So, and I loved it because someone actually said, um, they tagged me, which is why I saw it. Uh, and, and she was like, you know, Aaron, actually Aaron like suggests not doing that um, because they might come back. You never know when they're going to come back. And I was like, yes, exactly. So the strategy behind not deleting people, especially if they were a paying client, right? Like, especially, um, and especially, especially if they were a client for something that has like a recurring payment, because let me tell you, recurring payments like memberships, um, even though they might have a low monthly cost, um, and I know that that comes up a lot where people are like, why is no one buying? Like, it's only $9 a month. Like, that's so low. The thing to understand is that in people's heads, they don't see $9. What they see is I'm committing to like an ongoing, there's no end to it. Um, I will always be paying this. And is it going to be worth it? Am I going to use it? Um, you know, is this the right time? Blah, blah, blah. And so memberships often have like a higher friction, even though the actual monthly cost is pretty low. And so if someone signed up for that, that means they like you or they really need your help. And they definitely are resonating with your, with your messaging. Um, and so let's talk about the cancel bit, right? Because I think that a lot of times um, you make this you or the collective you makes the assumption that if someone cancels, that they're no longer a potential client for you. And that is not true. So let's do a little thought exercise. So think back to your buying behaviors and everyone's a little bit different. So this might not be true for you, but for most of it is, most of us it is. Um, think about like Hulu, Netflix, like any kind of like recurring payment, like any of the software tools that you pay for for your business um, that are a monthly payment um, or even annual payment, but it's an ongoing thing that you're going to be owing money on. Um, you know, meal subscription services like HelloFresh, like all of these different things. Um, think about how many times have you canceled and then gone back? So I know for me, it's a lot. Like that has happened in many, many, especially with like Netflix and Hulu. Like I have... I have paused so many times, and this is the reason why those more evolved um, recurring payment models, they always have a like, oh, no, I see that you're wanting to cancel. Um, do you want to pause your membership instead? Or do you want to do it every other week or, you know, depending on what the delivery model is? So they know that the reason why people are canceling is often not that they're dissatisfied with the service. It's that it's too much for them. So either too much financially or too much time commitment, and they're not using it. And so instead of losing that person, you're giving them the chance to kind of customize what they need. 
And so in this scenario, if you, if you say, oh, well, this person canceled their membership subscription with me, like they're no longer a potential client. They're never going to come back. Let me just delete them. You're missing a huge opportunity to both reclaim that person as a paying user, but also, you know, support them to learn more about their decision processes so that you can then improve your overall membership. Um, and so one of the things that comes up frequently with, with online memberships is that people get really overwhelmed by the content and they're not using it. And so they cancel. Uh, so it's like, oh, I just got this email, like with the, the, the new content has landed. I didn't even do this stuff from last month. I didn't even do this stuff from the month before I should cancel. And so that is what happens. And so if you think about, okay, well, so if that's what's going on in their brain, like what if I come up with a like one-off payment that they can make and get access to like maybe like the core curriculum that you have for your membership or they can get and and that can be paid um, or it could be sorry see you go I went ahead and gave you access to our free resource kit the only membership users um, get access to and really like work on um, improving the nurture process for that product like sending them emails making sure they're doing the thing and then a month down the road um, you can send them another email like, hey, this is coming up for the membership. Um, I know it was really overwhelming for you in the past, or, you know, I know that it was difficult to take action. Um, and I have made this change um, for the membership. So in every week or month, however you deliver your content, like um, in every like actionable content drop for the membership, there will be one action step that I call out that if you do that one thing, you don't have to join the members, like you don't have to join the community, you don't have to show up for the calls, like whatever it is that you're including in your membership, like you're basically saying you don't have to take action on like 90% of what's included in the membership. If you do this one thing, you're still going to get the value out of what you're paying for, right? Because that's what people want. They want the results. Like that's what they care about. They want to feel like they're moving forward, that they're getting benefit out of this thing that they're paying for. And so you're saying like, Hey, I got you. Like I, I've set it up so that even if you're feeling really overwhelmed, I'm going to give you one thing that you can do and support you on it so that you get the results that you want. Um, and I think that you'll find that a lot of people re-sign up for your membership. So if you had deleted them out, you would have lost that whole conversation potential. Um, you know, and then early on in your membership, you can also use churn as a, and churn as people that have canceled from a recurring subscription. Um, you can use those people as a really great way to learn for future people. So even if you don't have this really like evolved recapture sequence, um, you know, re-nurture, you know, all of those things, like even if you don't have that in place, you can still open the conversation of like, hey, like I know you canceled from X membership. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to hop on a call with you. I'd love to hop on Boxer with you. I'd love to, um, if you answer these questions, like I will give you this, right? Like you reward them for their time, obviously you've already kind of, it's highly likely that they're overwhelmed if they canceled, right? So give them, give them an incentive, but also just by asking, you're showing that you care. Um, and so even if that person ends up not being, maybe they never sign up for the membership, but maybe you get on a call with them and you actually discover that they, they wanted more one-to-one support, um, you know, and whether you are offering one-to-one or not, because a lot of times people actually go to membership models because they want to scale back their one-to-one. Um, you can still use that as an opportunity to be like, okay, well, I don't offer one-to-one anymore, but the membership wasn't enough for you. Like, what were you looking for? And that can actually help you create an intensive or a group program 
or something that's like a step above the membership, right? Um, you're learning about your people. And so, like I said, you can do that with a call. You can do that with like Voxer access. You could do that with um, like a, a pro- an invisible product um, that is specifically for your churn, your membership churn people um, that you give them access to. And like, if they complete it, they get something like a, a discount or a bonus or a free resource or something like that, that then allows you to have that like ongoing conversation with them, even though they've churned from the membership. And I want to kind of like <laughs> push pause and say that you might be hearing all these things and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds really good. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Here's the thing. Like the most important thing here is that you are not cutting off your opportunity to have a conversation with these people. They are, it's like shifting the mindset of if someone cancels from your membership, it's not that they are no longer a potential client of yours. It's just that they're not right now. There's something that is not a good fit for them with the membership. And maybe it's because they just need to push cause. Um, maybe it's, and you can give them that opportunity, right? Like cancel. Um, but I'll, I can send you a reminder in, in a month or two or whatever. There's so many opportunities when you start having these conversations. But if you are looking at them as like, okay, they canceled. Therefore, like they will never sign up for anything else ever again. Or I don't want them to count against my member vault user count. You are losing this opportunity to have these conversations that will then lead to either having them sign up for something else, sign up for the membership again, um, or give you these insights that will then, even if they never sign up for anything else paid from you, insights that will um, potentially have you helping that many more of your people that may or may be close to churning from your membership or that may not have signed up for your membership because it wasn't quite a good fit. Um, and so that's why I'm really against, and I get it by the way, like I get like trying to keep your user count. Like if you, if you're on the free member vault plan and you're like, ah, I can't go over a hundred. Um, I understand, but it is very, and I'm not saying that's just because I want you to upgrade to a paid plan, but it is very short sighted because you're losing all of these opportunities. Now that's for people that are actually paying clients that are, that are canceling. Now, if you are wanting to clean out your member vault. Um, and I see this sometimes in the collaborative where people are like, well, like I, you know, like, how do I get rid of people that aren't really engaging? And that's a different conversation, right? Like that's, that's kind of like falling more into like, um, list management, right? Like, and there's so many different philosophies around that in terms of like, how long does it take someone to engage with you? And how long does it take for them to actually buy something from you? So when should you take them off of your email list? And it's kind of the same thing for your member vault. Um, You have to keep in mind that people that have, and we're talking, so we're talking about free people, but I want to make sure that I'm also mentioning that if someone is a paid client, like they bought like a resource kit or something, and you give lifetime access, you need to make sure that even if they are not engaging, um, that you sort them out of this filter and you don't remove them, you don't delete them from your member vault because that's out of integrity. Um, you said you were giving them lifetime access. It doesn't matter like what what they do with that lifetime access, right? Unless you have that in your like terms and conditions. Like if you bought lifetime access to any of the such and such um, you know products, and like you don't you don't log in for 90 days or 120 days or whatever, or a year or whatever you want to say, like you're covering, you're covering yourself because you have like a disclaimer of like, yes, this is like what lifetime access looks like if you are doing these things. And if you are not doing these things, then you may lose access to this. Right. And if, and if you want to come back, like just email, uh, you know, email customer service or whatever. Um, so that I just wanted to like, and 
disclaimer, my legal disclaimer, like I am not a lawyer. So like, uh, make sure that you, you know, when you're dealing with terms and conditions, like, um, you know, make sure that you consult someone. Um, but that is just like a strategic sort of like heads up. Like if you were doing lifetime access or anything, make sure that you are not calling people from that have purchased things or that have gotten access to those lifetime access things. Um, because sometimes people will come back six months later and they'll be like, why don't I have access? Um, and so you just need to be prepared to, to answer those questions. So, um, but as far as like three people, like someone that signed up that has like never, literally never logged in. Um, my question that I always ask people is like, okay, um, you know, you need to make sure that you have kind of a criteria in place as far as like what you expect, um, for them to have done. Like, what are you considering them not being active? Um, and so obviously like for me, my, my like low bar is like, they've never logged in. Um, but I still give them, I, I often put the burden on myself that I did not nurture them enough or that I went to spam, um, or something of that sort. And that you might reclaim them, um, with a Facebook post. Like we've had that happen, right. Where people have unsubscribed from member vault emails, um, because they were like, going through a list clean phase and they just like, were just like unsubscribing from everybody that had sent an email and they accidentally unsubscribed from member vault. And then they saw a post about a resource inside of, you know, inside of our collaborative community, like, cause they were being active in there. They just weren't being active with our emails. And, um, you know, like three months down the road, they saw this thing and they're like, why don't I have access? Um, and so, or like, how do I get access? And like, Oh no, I realized that I just, you know, unsubscribed from these emails. I didn't even mean to do that. Right. And so like, we've had so many occasions where that has happened, where someone has like hit us up on customer service and they're like, Oh no, I didn't, I accidentally unsubscribed. Um, and so when that happens, you're not staying front of mind. That means they may not be logging into your member vault. So you're counting them as inactive, but they might actually be, my whole point here is they might actually be being active elsewhere. Um, so they might actually be engaging with you on social media and they just haven't, believe it or not, like they were really busy and, um, they've got a lot of things going. And so they just haven't checked out that toolkit or whatever that they signed up for, um, you know, 90 days ago. I mean, I know for me, like sometimes three months go, goes by really fast. Uh, and you know, I just, other things have taken priority for, for my energy and it takes me that long to actually log in and like check out a PDF that I downloaded or whatever. So I'm always very careful to remove access or to delete. Um, and we don't actually do that with our member vault. We don't delete any of our users, but I understand that that's partly the convenience of not having a user cap. Right. Um, and so if you have unlimited user cap on member vault, like I wouldn't ever just, I just wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't delete them um, because there's so many possibilities that they will come back and engage that it's not worth taking the time, especially if you're unlimited, like to, to do like, that's just not something that I would recommend that you concern yourself with. Um, if you are on to really only people that, you know, probably even need to think about this are people that are on free plans or starter uh, plans, because there is like a lower cap, although on the starter plan, you can get account boosts and we're doing like weekly challenges and we're actually about to roll out monthly challenges where you can get account boosts um, by using your account and, and doing things. And so even with the starter um, cap, which starts out at the paid plan starts out at 1000, like most people that are being active in member vault and are doing things, um, they're going to see that, that user boost actually increase even more. 
And so if you only have like 300 people on your list, like it's just not going to be a problem for you for a while. So, but if you're in a free plan and you're trying to stay on the free plan for right now, um, you know, you could, and I, and this would be my recommendation is pretty much use member vault, um, for your paid, paid stuff. Um, knowing that you're losing out on a tremendous opportunity with having your free resources inside of member vault, because that's a really great way to get people that are highly engaged, um, into, you know, to see your paid content, um, and more likely to buy it. Um, but what you can do is you can put like teaser modules on your paid content. You can, in those teaser modules, you can put like your podcast transcripts, like what we do. Um, you can put your top Facebook live videos. You can put resources that are relevant to the paid, um, product. Like there's ways that you can get around it. If you really, really need to stay, um, on the free plan and you really only want people taking up a user spot that are actually paying you. Um, I get it, like budgets and everything. So that would be my recommendation. Um, I would not, I would not spend your time trying to like hyper delete people after like a month because they might, most people have a longer buyer cycle, like buying cycle than that. Like, it's just, you're, you're losing out on all of these potential opportunities to have these conversations with people that are engaged with you. So hopefully that's helpful. I mean, really the, the whole point of this is by deleting people, you are cutting off your opportunity to recapture their attention and to engage with them and build a relationship with them. You're losing all your data about them, anything that they've, any quiz questions that they've answered, um, their EP, like just, you're losing everything. And so and like for most people, like I wouldn't, I just wouldn't worry about it. And then for the people that are really, really hyper-conscious about their user counts, um, just be really intentional about who you're removing and why, and make sure that you're not being short-sighted in deleting people after a month or something like that, because they haven't engaged because it just, it takes, it takes a while for people, right? Like, like I said, I mean, I can sign up for stuff. And then three months later I get an email and I'm like, oh yeah, I never actually logged in and did that. I, I am actually thinking of an, a specific example of something that I bought that I still haven't logged in. Um, and it's not that I'm not interested in using it. And if I went to log in, it's in my inbox, it's in my main inbox, um, the delivery welcome email, like I fully intend at some point to use it. Um, and so if I do it like six months down the road and I don't have access anymore, like I would be really peeved. Um, so just... And, and I paid for that, right? So like, this is a different scenario than like a free user. But I just, I, if you're using your email and your mar- and your member vault as a way to engage with potential clients, you need to give them a grace period. You need to give them a window. And sometimes that means that you need to <laughs> like not be as um, rigid as like, oh, well, it's, you know, on your end, it feels like 30 days is a really long time for someone to not log in. Um, but on the user end, it's actually not. So, um, yeah, so that I, I have a lot of thoughts around that and um, strategies, but hopefully this got you thinking. Um, and I hope that you have a wonderful weekend if you're listening to this right after I push it live. Um, otherwise, like I'll see you next week to talk about um, an actionable feature.